Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. We're back. It's Holly and Amy and Kristen, and we are back on Zoom for this week. It's going to be an abbreviated, 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 abbreviated. Yeah, even abbreviated. That sounds like a prescription. Like a Oh yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Abreva. Let's just say that. Um. So, uh, so we are having a shortened episode because tis the season, right? We are moms and business owners. It is the craziest time of the year for us. And we had to, before Kristen and I actually have to get on a plane tomorrow, go on a business trip, we had to hurry up and get this out because we wanted to just touch on some headlines, right? The headlines that are making us scratch our heads, basically. Like, what in the world, because we want you to go look into this with us. We don't want to tell you what to think. That's not what this podcast is about. We're trying to just challenge you to do it. Ask the questions, search for the answers, search for the truth yourself. So girls, what are you seeing in headlines this week that have just made you scratch your heads? Oh my gosh. So much. How is this going to be abbreviated? I know. We're going to spin it. You know what? Because I know how, because we're going to, we're going to go over this. It's all going to be just insane. But if you guys want to deep dive further into it, then like Holly said, by all means go into it. But I think the one thing that um, makes me be like WTF this week is seeing that uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio, well, there's a lot of things, but Mayor (laughs) Bill de Blasio of New York City is so excited to say that um, they are the first in the nation, first in in our country um, with the vaccine mandate for all employees working in private companies. And they're expanding uh, the vaccine passport for like the indoor dining, entertainment, and et cetera, all that, you know, to be able to go do anything fun in New York City here at Christmas time. They're mm. expanding that to five to 11 year olds as well. Mm. So basically, um, this is all just after like a federal judge put a halt on the vaccine mandates for federal employees, right? Right. Because multiple, he's like, m- multiple judges have ruled at this point against like all the 50 states. All 50 states, right? Yeah. So I'm just confused why after he sees that, how he really thinks, this mayor really thinks that he's just going to like swoop in and decide that, well, it's not going over well for the Biden administration um, mm. in all 50 states with this, but I'm going to go ahead and do it for my city. Let's double down. Well, I can tell you what I think. I think Mayor de Blasio is one of the stupidest uh, people (laughs) to ever hold public office. That's what I think. And I don't, I think I could even back it up with fact. I'm not even sure we could say it's opinion at this point. I mean, how he got elected, it's like AOC. You look at these people and you go, who's voting? (laughs) Are are, are the voters educated on? Well, I think they probably have some, some buyer's remorse. And you know what else is really, really awful about this, which people need to know, is how much this is going to 
affect, talk about segregation, discrimination, right. equal rights, um, and especially with, with black and brown and different races, like this says in the Bronx, there's a 15% unemployment, 28% of residents will no longer be eligible to work on December 27th, including 44% of black young adults as a result of de Blasio's vaccine mandate in the private sector. Um, so we remember that- Merry Tus Christmas. Tuskegee, how do you say that? Tuskegee. Tuskegee. That experiment, okay. So there's a lot of hesitancy because of history in you know the black community, you know, rightfully so. And, and I think that now the unemployment rate's already bad. These, you're gonna put these people out of work? Uh, and the fact that the vaccines, I'm going to keep repeating this, um, were barely tested on those um, ethnic on, on any other ethnic groups besides whites. Now there were there it, there was minimal diversity, but about eighty percent or more were white that were in these clinical trials. And I'm almost positive it was like nine point seven percent for African Americans, and you know it, it's small percentage for for Indians for Hispanics. I'll have to go back and look, but just. You know, I, I understand their hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're the party like the Black Lives Matter and equity and inclusion and all these things, all these, uh, you know, ideologies and everything, how is this falling in line with your beliefs? I mean, well, this is directly we against know, We know that people were, that Black Lives Matter was protesting the mandate along with uh, Trump supporters, right? That was one thing that they were unified over, which was really interesting. I think that happened last month and there was a little bit of coverage over it. But these two groups had come together because they both said there should not be a mandate. And and by the way, if you're anti-mandate, now, according to the definition, you're an anti-vaxxer. Doesn't matter if you've had every other vaccine in the world. Doesn't even matter if you've had the COVID vaccines. If you're anti-mandate, you are now considered an anti-vaxxer. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. Um, I think too, let's let's keep in mind, de Blasio is, a, is or de Blasio, however you want to say is his name. Um, he, he is getting ready to leave office. They, uh, New York City has elected someone that I'm actually personally fascinated by. He is uh, a black man with history in the police department. I watched an interview with him last year and Paul and I both looked at each other and were like, I like this guy. Um, and he, he just had a lot of common sense and a lot of experience that I think if he brings that into office, it's gonna be the complete opposite of Ding Dong de Blasio, okay? <laughs> I really, I really do. I think it's going to be so different. So I'm interested to see when he takes office in January, what his response will be. And I don't know where he stands on mandates or any of that. But um, I think this is, uh, this is a very bold move. Um, and I don't, and it's certainly not in line with what you're seeing unfold in the rest of the country, which is why we are scratching our heads going, dude, what are you doing? But it's again, I think Amy, you mentioned this before we went live, last ditch effort, right? Like he's getting ready to go out, has nothing to lose. Let's see what we can do. That's, that's what it's right. like. It's like people already don't, most of this, you know, his constituents don't like him, but his, so he's just pandering to his base that still does and trying to give them one last. I mean, is, is that people who think they live in Candyland? I, I mean, who, who looks at this guy, what he's done and, and thinks that in the real world, any, like so much of what he's done has been catastrophic. Yeah. How is you this going to be good for the economy? How is it going to be good for Christmas time in New York? How is it going to be good for- Racist, if you get if, if we're going to call absolutely. everything racist, how this do you not call absolutely. this racist? It is because they sneak around, they sneak around, it's not blatant, and yeah. so people aren't paying attention. You know, yeah. this is how this is how it happens. Um, and I, I, it still blows my mind that they are actually mandating something that is not, it is not effective, 
right now. I mean, let's be honest. Okay. Let's look at the facts and look at the stats. All right. The vaccine wasn't even tested on the variants that are here right now. Okay. The vaccine was tested on the alpha wild type variant that was here two years, almost two years ago, or it was two years ago. Okay. And there's, there's even a study and y'all can look this up and we'll have it on MedRx. It's a preprint. Um, but I mean, this is a reputable site and this was a study of 28,000 uh, sequenced SARS-CoV-2 samples, and they actually found evidence for increased risk of infection by the beta, gamma, delta variants compared to the alpha variant after vaccination. And it said, in conclusion, our results confirm a lower vaccine effectiveness against infection for the Delta variant, which is the most prominent one now. And similarly, the beta and gamma variant compared to the alpha. And this was largest early after complete vaccination. <laughs> okay. So basically they're saying if you're vaccinated against the alpha, the original, which is what everybody mm -hmm. signed up for, right? You're protected against the alpha. That's gone. And you have an increased risk of infection. But of an increased risk of any people. variant. Right? right. That's Yes, that's what it's saying. And unless I'm reading this wrong, that is what they are saying. I mean, the title of the study says increased risk of infection with SARS-CoV-2, beta, gamma, and delta variant compared to alpha variant in the vaccinated individuals. And, the, okay? and this is what Geert van den Bosch, one of the virologists with formerly with the Gates Foundation, has worked with the Gates Foundation. He's out of Belgium. He warned of this last year. He said, you're going to have temporary immunity to the alpha, but any variants, and it will, it will mutate. He right. said they will have less immunity to those. He called right. it. He called and, it. And can we really think about this? Look at what's happening. The, even the okra variant, it's yeah. in the vaccinated people, correct? Yeah. Those, that's where the most it are. I, I believe and so. Then just, and then Alex Berenson, which we really would highly suggest y'all following him. He yeah. had something, he's posted something from Wales, um, hospital statistics from Wales. And this was even as of September. Um, the, the total amount of inpatients there, uh, let's see, set of all the inpatients, let's see, 600, there were 748, 625 were vaccinated, 96 unvaccinated. That is the vaccine status in COVID-19 hospital inpatients as of 9-11-2021, okay? I mean, we're just repeatedly seeing this. And then just to throw this out too, and, and I'm showing this just all the hypocrisy and all the different things going on. You see these mandates happening, but then you see this happening and everybody's saying, and then the, our freaking president is saying the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And then I, someone just sent this to me. There was a global COVID summit. And there's something called the Rome De Declaration, where it was 13,000 physicians. Now it's up to 15,000 physicians, 15,000 physicians and scientists. They reach a consensus on vaccinating children and natural immunity. Um, they said consensus is clear among MDs and medical PhDs following 20 months of exhaustive uh, research, millions of patients treated hundreds of clinical trials performed and scientific data shared worldwide, they conclude that healthy children and COVID recovered should be excluded from vaccine mandates and social restrictions. So y'all can look this up, we'll have it there, but like we've got all of this going on and then you've got the mandates, but you're not seeing this in the headlines. No. That's why no. we have to bring it up. Like That's we didn't even see it. And y'all know we are looking for this stuff. Someone sent this to me. I didn't even know that that was happening. And these are physicians global. global. And, and it was, did you say 15,000, right? Had signed 
pull up the Rome COVID declaration at first that there was an article that I was just reading that from, but when you actually go to it, there was an update as of 12, one. So December 1st, it says over 15,000 doctors and scientists have signed the declaration. I mean, that they're saying we have some hesitancies. We have some concerns. We, we see that this, this, there's a problem here. Right. And, and we also want to mention Alex Berenson reported on November 28th. Remember he's a former New York times he is a left of center voter. This is not a right wing conspiracy theorist label Trump loving person. Okay, this is right. because that's who the media thinks are the only people who see, you know, think any of this, right? Even us three don't fall in those categories. And, but we get labeled that way because we are questioning the narratives. But he on November 28th posted, well, he had posted about this study in Europe that was out of England that was showing that. It had tracked 100,000. Now, Kristen has talked about the importance of looking at numbers of people you study, right? Mm -hmm. You study 35, you study 35,000. Big difference, right? And in, in, in what you're going to find in those studies. And so they had tracked 100,000 vaccinated people from the ages of 10 to 59 in England. The other tracked the number of deaths per 100,000 unvaccinated people in England. And the chart showed that vaccinated people in that age group, 10 to 59, were dying overall at a higher rate than unvaccinated. Now, again, there's always the argument of causation. Correlation is not causation. We all get that. But there is a serious concern about how this, uh, how this immune impacting experiment is impacting your immune system. Well, your the immune way system you figure out, you alive. Well, the way you figure out causation yeah. is by looking at the trends of correlation, right? I mean, yeah. like, so if you're looking at the trends and isn't it interesting that whether it's a vaccine or not, something's happening. That's yeah. a big difference. That's death, a deaths in that age group are up in general, like from years past. I mean, it's like they're, they're over, you know, well yep. above in that group, but also just in general, the deaths, the death rate, the mortality rate in this age group, 10, what is it? 10 to 59? Yes, yeah. it's, it's higher overall. Yeah. It's higher. Rolled out. And let's not also forget that they are trying to ignore heart problems um, and myocarditis and pericarditis. And yeah. they are calling this now, where was that study, the UK, that yeah. they're um, trying to call this post PPSD? Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, there's lots post of things they're doing. Pandemic. Mm -hmm stress disorder and wait a minute oh there was also the ba the vades have you heard that vades vaccine acquired immunodeficiency syndrome oh yes oh yes y'all just pay attention because if you really think that all these diseases are just popping up out of nowhere randomly mm -hmm. y'all i have seen the headline i have seen so many headlines for heart heart problems um now saying post-pandemic stress disorder there was one cold weather that the, the climate the change, oh, there's that climate, climate change. change. The colder weather is going to be causing more heart attacks and heart problems. There is, um, because of the pandemic, people were eating more unhealthily. They had a picture of like bacon and eggs on a, on a article. It said, you know, diet is contributing to heart problems. Um, and the, you know, because of the pandemic, they are throwing any other excuse or any other cause of all this, increase in heart problems so just watch so it wait wait, wait. If it. okay so listen if they're calling that out if they're talking about it's from the pandemic and being inside and not exercising where is the public health 
you know, push for health and wellness and exercise and healthy eating. If they're going to blame it on that, then why aren't we having a huge push for get outside and exercise? Just get your booster. Well, and how, oh, this is the thing. Again, the thing that to me should send a message to everyone that this is not about health is exactly that. It's not, it's not talking about how to get healthy, but they've also talked about zero treatment options. So if we know the vaccines are failing with the variants, we know this, I mean, they can deny it all day long. Perhaps there's some level of immunity, but we know that these breakthrough infections are happening at an alarming rate, right? Where is the conversation about treatment? Where is the conversation about effective treatments? And the only thing they'll talk about, you guys, are any new drugs that come on the market. Only the new drugs that are then also perhaps controversial, right? Well, I think I saw that monopole, what is it? Mon- monopole, whatever it's called. That This study that just came out on that, um, of course, I don't have it pulled up, but like, it's not effective. No. It's, it's not effective at all. No. Um, and no. so that's something they just, uh, something new, they just put on the market and they just, you know, but I don't know if they're just ignoring that or what, but I saw that. Somewhere. Well, do y'all also realize that in the community group, like Pfizer, community, whatever, I'm still yeah. confused by that because what they said is like the, uh, the approval process, it's, they're approved for the license, but what you're getting right now, the actual approved quote Pfizer vaccine yeah. is not even available in the United States. So just a reminder about that. But did y'all know that um, more people died? In the vaccinated group, in the largest study, okay, look, there is the the largest, most comprehensive study ever on the Pfizer experiment. More people died, all right? 24% higher. 21 died in the vaccinated group versus 17 in the placebo group. But you know what they say? None of the deaths were considered related to vaccination. So what's the point of a study? Um, You know what I wonder? Did they do an autopsy? Have we heard of any autopsies? Let me, let me also help you understand something. It is very hard to prove that someone died from vaccine injury. Okay. Um, and, and let me explain, or that they were even harmed or injured by it because of the way that vaccines cause an immune response. I don't even know, like it, it's, it's not easy. And the reason why I know this is, as you guys know, if you've ever heard me talk, I have a vaccine injured nephew. I know because of that, I know, I know many, I know probably more vaccine injured people than most because of the community that, um, that opened the door for me to know these people who were saying, you know, my child or I was injured by a vaccine. Um, that does not make me an anti-vaxxer, by the way, just means that I'm aware <laughs> of the risks that come and the benefits that come from medicine. Okay. So I'm, I share that with you to say, when people say they don't have any proof that anyone's been harmed by this vaccine, it's utter total BS because so much of the proof is only going to come from the fact that someone was otherwise healthy, got the shot, and then they weren't. And, and, and then they say, well, that, again, it's that causation correlation argument. Like coincidence. It was just a coincidence but- that they had a heart attack. How many coincidences are you going to need to start to understand there's a trend here that is alarming, alarming, and theirs is alarming. I don't care if half these people are lying. It's (laughs) alarming, alarming what's happening. And then did you see, like, they've looked at certain um, incidences of things like neurological damage, right? And I think it was neurological damage, but I'll go back and check to make sure, but they're, they look at the, the vaccines over the history. How many people have reported neurological damage from, say, the flu yeah. vaccine? And you might see 1%. You go to this one, and it is like, it's, it's like times 100 
now. Right, remember, on, we went over that. Yeah, right, I, I went over those. It was like 25,000 yeah. um, reports. And it's, like, it, yeah. and it's like this. Oh, and then with heart disease. Okay, so because I have a history of blood clots, my father had open heart surgery at 51 years old. I'm now 46. Like, I think about this stuff. I, I pay attention to heart health and cardiovascular issues. I have never in my, since I had this happen at 23, so this is half my life ago, I am telling you, I've never seen so many articles about alarming rates of heart attacks, cardiovascular incidents, mm -hmm. strokes. And listen, I pay attention to this stuff, okay? And then get this, the alarming rates, but no one wants to ask, hey, since there is this, you know, we know documented evidence that these vaccines cause myocarditis and pericarditis, is it possible that they're doing other things to the cardiovascular system? And, and, and here's yeah, that's the, the cold weather. And not the cold weather and not God knows it's not global warming. PTSD. Okay? Yes. And yes, stress is not good for your heart. That's true. So we need to, we need to get a hold on the way we're responding to this stuff instead of this lunacy of doing the same thing time and time again, expecting a different result that will make us all crazy, but truly people listen, what's the harm in investigating this? And then ask yourself, why won't they? Because if they believe so strongly in this vaccine, what are they afraid of? Let the truth stand. Let it come out. They are so terrified that they're going to create vaccine hesitancy. But then you got to ask yourself why, when it's already proven, that we're not sure that the vaccine is even helpful at this point. This right. Well, and the, like the, the Omicron, the biggest super spreader event just occurred um, this week in Norway at a Christmas party um, where 13 people so far have tested positive for the Omicron variant. I think there's over like 100 people who tested positive for COVID, like all different variants. I'm pretty sure, I don't know Norway's vaccination, uh, you know, situation, but I do know that um, they were very, it's, I read this article and it says that um, they were very much in, you know, into high vaccination status. It's a high, high were, vaccination status. Were they the ones that, that were they the ones that said that it, they, they were not calling it a pandemic anymore? Or was that somewhere else? Um, remember we talked about that? Yes, wait. I what can't country? remember, but, but they were also highly vaccinated at the time. Right, like so basically the, there was uh, Norwegian Institute of Public Health said that there was a high vaccination coverage in the group at the okay. party. Um, and that they have had huge, you know, restrictions there. Um, they're, they're, now they're putting down, doubling down on restrictions because of this, because this happened. But here's the thing, if there was a high vaccination um, status at this party, which, you know, most of these countries have adopted where you have to either show a negative test or be vaccinated to go anywhere to do anything, then I think Alex Berenson sums it all up the best with one simple sentence that he says, where it says, if the vaccines work, then what's going on? Yeah. Hey, it's what's going and, on? And I will point That's this out. I just, I just looked this up as we're talking. This is even according to the WHO. Uh, Omicron has not killed anyone. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna ask. It has not. No one's died of Omicron. Killed anyone? Okay. Remember the law of declining virulence. Yep. We, look it up. Yeah. I mean, just I, I just we're not saying to go, you know, kiss everybody and everything, and no. but you but you not still have to be fear. smart. <laughs> just be smart. Well, again, <laughs> and don't I, fear. Yeah, I think that's what we've that's just said. Like, they just want another excuse to like, I, you have to think, like, I don't want to think like this, but it's like, is this just another excuse to like lock everybody down or have a reason to do something else? Like, this yeah. is just terrible. Yeah, Which, my, my, husband, not, but. my husband was in a business meeting yesterday and 
this uh, older gentleman said, you know, the, the, the whole subject came up of Omicron and all that. And then he says, well, we just need to trust the CDC. My free husband was like, oh, no. Paul was, uh, no. Okay. He said, well, if we're going to trust them, here's all the things they've said. They've been utterly wrong on. And he said, so you want to keep trusting them? And about that time, the wife was standing there. And I think she kind of put two and two together. She, they were standing outside. She put her mask on outside. Probably thinking, <laughs> probably thinking that Paul is a playground, right? Like, you know, like, like, you know, like, oh, this get... is so sad, though. This it's is like, just, Paul it, goes, it's like, it's really sad. You know, he was like, I instantly regretted that I said anything because he said all I could see on these two humans was utter fear, like right. irrational irrational because it's it's too far it's not to say you can't have a fear of the possibilities but like this fear that's debilitating like it paralyzes you it keeps you from thinking rationally or critically like that's the thing and so we talked about that on our very first episode fear paralyzes the brain so that you don't think critically you just blindly follow and that's one of the reasons we're in this situation i think why we haven't been able to really create this herd immunity is we keep tampering with everything and we keep trying to honestly prevent it when it's kind of got to run its course at this point, like the flu. Right. Just like the flu. Yeah. I just heard this thing on like how to brainwash a population. Somebody did an interview with like a professor. I can't remember. There's like four steps, you know, of how to mm. get, get people where they are right now. And like one of them is, you know, obviously fear yeah. is like, is a huge one. And then it turns off the rational brain. Yep. And, um, you know, there's just all the, and this is what's happening. And it's just, it's really sad. It is. Um, you know, it's not in the news or not much or not being covered much is uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. I mean, that oh. trial, this is like supposedly like the trial of the century, like huge news, everything. And I mean, they're barely touching on it. And one of the girls we follow. Yeah, I was going to say, if y'all are on Instagram, I think we posted, both posted our stories to follow. Her name is, I don't know, this is not her name. No. Her, her Instagram handle is House H O U S. I in habit, house in habit. Yeah. Is that right? She is like, I love her, um, her profile. She lives in California and she just studies the celebrity culture. She knows everything about what's going on in celebrity culture. And, um, Jessica Reed Krause is her name, but it's house in habit. Like you said, yeah. actually, actually it's house. It's, H-O- oh, it's house. Oh, it it is house. like house, like H O U S E okay. like house your house, house in habit. Um, anyway, she has been following this so closely, so much so that she, she lives in California. She flew to New York yesterday and she has been, now she is going to be covering this trial from the courthouse. Um, and on her story yesterday, she said, uh, I'm here. She's like, I want y'all to see this. And she panned around. There was no one, not one. Do your crickets. And then there's like not one journalist, not one. Like completely dead. It no is. Yeah. Now I will say they've basically banned, they've only allowing a few journalists in the actual courtroom, right? They can't even take pictures. They're doing sketches and like reporting after the fact, right? So it's it's a very it's been a very protected, very limited um you know information coming out of this. So perhaps I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say, well, maybe these, you know, these news agencies they can't get much anyway you know they can't they can't it the basically the judges made it to where they can't 
be in there. They right, can't but other prowls, they still stand out there all day. Exactly. They're, right. they're not allowed in there, but those, like, you know, I wonder Kyle Rittenhouse, like, they're probably, you know, these other ones that have, uh, these, they're high pro, you know, they're, they're out there all, they're, well, following, also, they're running red lights trying to follow the, somebody. Well, I just want to know where the Me Too movement is on this because the amount of women that were abused and, um, I mean, it's horrific. What Who was that, that was on the daily that we were listening to? The, oh. And it was the lawyer or something. And they, they were saying the opening argument for Ghislaine with Ghislaine's um, defense. Whatever, defense or whatever. It was almost like they were, the way they were twisting it. I was, I, I, my mouth dropped. I was like, are you kidding me? This is how they're playing it. Almost making like Ghislaine the victim. Oh, they're going to make her and, the victim for sure. And, and I know they are, but like it, it, for us to only get like secondhand reporting, it really sucks that we don't know what's going on. You no, know, we don't. And the thing that's also, you know, the, the, the Rittenhouse trial, and I guess the judge gets to make the decision, but that was for full view, which apparently half the country still didn't watch the facts of that case. But it's, it's <laughs> you know, it's very, cons I mean, this, this guy, first of all, they cannot find the videos of the night he hung himself, which I think what happened there there's so there's a lot of weird things that happened around his things. death that i think we need to know more information about but this guy was involved with very p powerful people i mean the associations with prince andrew with bill clinton with bill gates with donald trump uh, i know donald trump you know did ban him i think eventually from mar-a-lago and like said here you know later like this, this something's not right with this guy but he was hobnobbing with all the elites. He was hobnobbing. Now, look, it, it is high profile. And I guess, like you said, the judge, I don't know who makes those decisions. But you judge. also have to look at the, the big issue with Kyle Rittenhouse was race, which I don't know how that even came into play, yeah. and guns. Yeah. And this is freak. And that was open to the public. Anybody could see. Yep. And this is trafficking. Yeah. And, you know, and molesting kids, uh, kids. I mean, they were 14, 12, like, they, like grooming them for making yes. this normal. Like it was, it's disgusting. Just the stuff we've heard. And we don't even know the, a, a fraction of it. And right. yet this one is being like, so secretive. Like you have yes. to makes you think it makes okay. you think. Well, I know the judge said they didn't want to allow it or something because it's so impure and sensational like all the stuff that's going to be talked about oh like, i'm sure that it's rated for tv well like, and i understand that i understand yeah. that for sure no, i don't want it that does not need to be public but the other things though i don't know i, I just feel to like just, to judge well i know one girl that was testifying too she's not even testifying under her name she's testifying under right. Jane, and she's a soap opera actress so she's probably known by some in some degree now so i don't know yeah. if it was for some of that anonymity, whatever the case, we get it. I get that part of it, I guess. But I just think every night I want to hear an update on this news right. about what's happening inside that corner. What's what's the briefing, you know? And I guess, you know, there are some people that are giving it. There's just not a lot of detail yet. And, and it all just seems bizarre considering how high profile this really is and the number of people it could implicate, you know, it, it, with the testimonies. It's just, I don't know. We're, we're right. just kind of left going, man, this is, this is weird. This is interesting. But um, so on her um, Instagram, just so y'all know, if y'all want to follow, she's going to be in the actual courtroom today. So stay ooh. tuned. Yeah, she'll probably have some good, good stuff to tell. Okay. Us. And then one other thing that I wanted to just bring up to like switching gears, but it's about the violence. If y'all haven't heard about the um, stabbing at Columbia University, 
Um, it was horrible. A 30 year old uh, PhD computer science student was stabbed. And um, it said like, this is according to a report just a few days earlier that, um, wait, wait, sorry. Yes, it said then Geary's killer knifed a 27 year old uh, Italian tourist who had arrived in New York just days earlier. Okay, then a few minutes later, the killer threatened another man with the knife before the cops arrested him. And a witness even said as he was stabbing the woman, and I'm sorry if this is, you know, this is hard to hear, just that he was ecstatic and howling with glee. Well, they end up finding that out that this guy, Vincent Pinckney, is a member of the gang Everybody Killers. He was out on parole at the time of that night's stabbing spree. He has 11 arrests dating back nearly a decade. He has, uh, in 2015, he was convicted of gang assault um, for repeatedly slashing a man in the face. You know, none He's of it, in some gang, but right? none of, yeah, but none of it was enough to keep him behind bars. So this goes back to, you know, what is it the bail reform or what? And I don't know if this is part of that or what, but you have to think like, why was he out? out 11 times for this kind of behavior? How are people well, at, the, at the insurrection or if other that didn't even have guns or didn't kill anybody and, and in solitary, confinement. In solitary confinement and well, in a written house? You remember, know, remember this is in New York too. So I don't know what the laws are in New York about violent crime and 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 what bail looks like. You know, but if you have stabbed and killed someone, how yeah. are you out on bail? Like right. you stabbed wow. and killed someone visiting from another country. It's and you killed her, and you're you're out on bail. I don't even understand and then how you that do happens. it again. You do it again. This is where it's, it's like. Well, I mean, I'm all about people changing. I want people to change. We all want know, people to like, change. Is this on CNN? <laughs> is this on NBC? Is well, no, because CNN uh, hardly covered the parade in Wisconsin. And when they did, they said a car killed all those people. Remember? I mean, that was alarming. Right. But here's the thing. That guy was out on bail for doing the same thing the week before, too. Exactly. And it talked about it on social media, right? We have to be a government of laws and consequences, or it is going to be utter chaos. Just like the smash and grab. Yeah, and on. you can't pick and oh, choose. Right. The smash and grab. First of all, I want that? you to I want everybody to look at where smash and grabs are happening. It ain't in Florida. It ain't happening in Texas. It is happening in cities with very liberal ideologies running those cities. Very progressive left. I don't even want to say liberal anymore because I, I think that's not fair. It is very Yes, it is very soft on crime. We'll say that. They're very soft on crime. In in California, if you steal anything less than $900, you don't even get charged. I've Did seen those videos of people going into like Walgreens and stuff. Just like supermarket sweep, like the video game. Oh, not the video game. The game show where yes. you go and like put the shit stuff. Sorry, I used to want to do that. I used to want to do that so bad. I know. We, watched it. <laughs> we actually watched it the other night. My boys loved it. But, um, and there are security guards and they're just letting them go they are literally watching them and watching them walk out with free goods yeah and then but people have been killed over too i think there was a security guard that was killed trying to defend a camera crew in one of these smash and grabs um or a police officer so i mean it's not it's violent it's not just they're going and stealing you know in some cases it's turned very violent and what does that do to the stores what does that do to the shoppers the innocent people who are there to use their hard-earned money to buy these products it is such a travesty of justice. I cannot believe that this can happen in this country at this point. On the scale that it's happening, not just California, it's happening in Chicago too. But then you just talking about stuff that's not fair. What about this, this whole thing with this swimmer at Penn? 
at the University oh, yeah. of Pennsylvania. He is 22. He used to compete as a man. Okay. Uh, Leah Thomas, 22, smashed two U.S. women records at an Akron, Ohio contest. Thomas won the one of the freestyles in record time, beating the closest rival by 38 seconds. That's because he is a male. Okay. Right. Born a male competing with the females. And he is destroying them in the pool by the way he swam for Penn for three years on their men's team his last competition over to the women's team but has the same biological shoulders arms and strength yeah he's always had yeah and look I mean if they want to identify you know you you struggle with this because it's I'm all about you do whatever makes you feel comfortable but at the same point I don't understand how that can be fair to for the sports world like how do you make this fair like can they do they have like an option for co-ed can they have an option I don't know I don't know I I don't know how to make it right but that also just doesn't seem fair to the girls because I really I mean uh, truly though genetics like isn't it so much harder for a girl to physically I I mean uh, absolutely it's just it's it's science that is scientific fact and I will tell you Kristen there are many people, many people who, and again, we're all freedom loving people. So we're like, you, like you have the freedom to do whatever you want, but there has to be when it comes to competition, some legislation that prevents someone from having a very strategic advantage that that the other people Mm -hmm. could not get themselves. Okay. So you can get advantages by having better coaches, better facilities, better training, but that's, that's advantage. Those are controllable outcomes though. Or right. controllable effort, sorry, not controllable outcome, but just controllable effort. You cannot turn a female physiologically into a right. male with the same strength because of right. the, the 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 way that the bodies are designed. It's right. it, it's like asking a man to birth a baby. You you he he in Physically, the way yeah. that he is created, he cannot do it. So it, would it be fair to go then say? Let's have baby birthing competitions and men, you've got to come, you know, compete against the women. I mean, that's impossible. Do you see how yeah, that's how absurd this becomes? I know. I mean, you so do you, but that doesn't mean that we that everybody else has to comply with you doing you and in a way that gives you some kind of advantage an advantage. No, I also you can't I, like a, a girl could not, I mean, a girl could, you know, you know, get try to be a you know turn into a man but they're never going to be able to compete with the men like no, like she you wouldn't. I mean, no matter how much she is if she wants to excel in her sport she would st- she would want to maybe if she's transgender man let's put it this way you can take the WNBA right now and have them play the NBA and who do you think is going to win that game exactly I'm sorry no you matter could, how badass they are they you I mean, could put Duke University yeah college boys against the WNBA and Duke would probably win. I mean, it's, this is because they have an advantage, a physiological advantage. And it is not discriminating to be able to keep the playing fields level so that the com- competitors have, right. have, have, you know, the access to compete in a way that is fair for, and it's not slanted towards one, right. one person winning. Oh yeah. And how deflating for the girl athletes. I mean, that's the thing. You know, what about it's the feminists records. are all about like wanting women to, yeah. you know, 
rise up or, you know, it's like, right. When you sit there and you're getting in the pool and you see a man with shoulders twice as broad as yours jumping in the next lane. Yep. I mean, you got to know, like, you're like, well, there goes my, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's just like Kristen said, we don't know what the answer is, but this doesn't seem like the right way to go about this. Well, and I know the one, the female who's the head of the I want, I think it's the lady that's the head of the, I saw her on Bill Maher one night because Bill Maher agrees that this is crazy. Right. And he, but he had the head of the Olympic swimming association on months ago, or I don't, I can't remember her title. Sorry, but y'all she's all for people being able to choose to do and be whatever they want. But she said, this is not right. This is not right. This is where we have to draw a line in the sand. And I, it's just, just, you got to make it fair. Okay. I know we have to, to, uh, to you know wrap it up but what what else is there anything that we've left well, off our list the California yeah town. there's one other thing I just want to bring up um because I just saw this today so obviously we'll have to look into this more but you guys may all may want to know this talk to your city council members yes <laughs> basically uh found out that and saw today that a California town has declared itself a constitutional republic to be able to protest uh vaccine mandates so didn't know this was possible but um the mayor of Oroville O-R-O-ville, California, has found a revolutionary way to protest uh, Governor Newsom's vaccine mandate for school children. So um, the mayor, Scott Thompson, led the charge and Oroville has declared itself a constitutional republic. So any executive order issued by the state of California or by the United States federal government that are overreaching or clearly violate constitutionally protected rights will not be enforced by the city of Oroville against its citizen citizens, um, according to the de- declaration, which the city council passed this month. Hmm. Mm. So it's just super interesting. So yeah. this is, um, it says he's a father, the mayor is a father of two young boys. Um, what he really wants is dialogue. He said the city council emphasized at uh, a meeting um, that the move was not beginning the, the effort for Oroville to succeed from California and from the union. Um, the state also still regulates local schools. But basically, I guess it's just, it says now that the mandates have gone from not just putting something on the outside of your body or modifying how you run your business, but now putting something inside your body that nobody knows the long-term effects of, it's like, okay, you're crossing the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they yeah. were able to find a loophole. That is awesome. It is. And I think, again, well, this how many not- people can move to that place? Well, our, our founding fathers, you know, their their ultimate goal was to not put all the power in the federal government, right? It was, I mean, ultimately, this country was been, was really designed so that we could govern ourselves on more of a local level, right? The mm-hmm. federal the federal government was supposed to provide for the common defense, right? Protect our country. We're supposed to be able to govern at, at a more local level, and we've lost a lot of that over the years. And I think it's important, friends, that we just. We get involved. We we vocalize where we can. You know, polite civil discourse. We don't need to be jerks or anything, but we need to we need to speak up for freedom, and we need to push back against mandates that are infringing on our rights and our freedom. And, and frankly, at this point, aren't aren't helping. Yeah. So. Apparently, this is a twenty thousand population town, um, but it says it's one of a growing number of California communities labeling itself a sanctuary city. Didn't uh, Buckhead do that? I swear, in Atlanta. They like, they became like a sanctuary city or pulled out of something. I don't know. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. But. Yeah, go look. Yeah, something something happened with them. You know, they started having yeah. a lot of crime over the, the crime and everything. Yeah, and so that was, was driving out some of the residences. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, listen, we want to hear from you. Like if you know things, if some of you actually send us a lot of this information, you start a lot of our rabbit hole digging. And thank you. And yes. thank you. <laughs> um, certainly, if you enjoy this, give us a five-star review, simply because that just helps the overall rating. Um, share it. Yeah, yes. share it, you know, so that our, our goal ultimately is to start these conversations. Again, not to tell people how to think, but to start these conversations and encourage you to look for yourselves and to empower you with information and data that might help you in your conversations with others. So with that, we will see you all next week. Thanks, y'all. Yay, happy. Bye. Bye.